Yeah, bro. Lobster mac and cheese bites, yo. That's we out here. That's Target, man. Sounds great. Because yeah. <laughs> that's actually pretty good, man. Like for real. Did you get I popped in the air fryer for nine minutes? We going? Oh yeah, you get the one with the uh, the raisins. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> now with raisins. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> No, you, one can be forgiven for taking already made mac and cheese and adding it to a different thing. Mm. One cannot be forgiven for adding a different thing to mac and cheese. <laughs> does that make sense? It, it makes does. perfect sense to me. It does. Wasn't that, yeah. was that Sun Tzu who said that? <laughs> no, this is like Uncle... Uncle, you know, <laughs> Charles is my <laughs> I think that's a quotable though. Like that's a quotable. If you say so. You know, I mean? you, know you get to decide. No, a, Once you're past a certain age, you get to decide your own quotables. Right, it's true. Am I there that there there yet though? Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're acting I like to you in like you're, you're acting like you could see the line from your rearview mirror, <laughs> like you just <laughs> come on. I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. You got <laughs> you came out with shade, like you know what? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. First of all, man, um, happy belated Mother's Day to Indeed. Uh, Mrs. Dakota. Oh, Absolutely. thank you, thank you, yes, and and, um, and the lovely Randy as well. Hopefully, you guys had a good time. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, I mean, how'd you, know, you do? Interesting. Like, how did I do? What did I do? Did you do okay? Or I don't need to know what you did. Nah, you know, an honest assessment of how you did. I don't know anymore. Let me ask you this then. Have you ever completely fumbled to buy gifts for? Huh? Have you ever completely fumbled? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. I don't know if I've completely I'm, fumbled, but I've definitely there have been lackluster performances on a on a Mother's Day. Yeah, on a Mother's Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I think I've messed up a birthday before. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but right. it's it's like you can't listen to. I don't know. I don't know about everybody else's wife, but mine is like I don't really care about my birthday like that. And da, da, da. So Come like on. one year I actually like treated it like that, and it was like oh. that was like the worst move ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, now I'm never gonna do that again. That's a yeah, that's a young man's mistake. Yeah, it was. It was, and I was a young man at the time. It was definitely a fail <laughs> fail moment. Young young man, learn your oh, lessons, man. bro. I had a career high yesterday. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Damn. Flawless, I have to say. If I'm going to grade myself on a curve, that grade would be an A+. Plus. <laughs> on a curve grade, though. <laughs> I actually don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where is the curve I set? I set the curve. Like, I set the curve. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, that's a better answer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you've been, you know you graduated a long time ago when not only do you forget everything you learned, which happened a long time ago. But you also forget the meaning of the terminology. Yeah, well, I mean, did it ever matter to begin with is the argument. <laughs> that's I forgot that's where that. we start the conversation. I forgot all that CRT indoctrination that they tried to force feed me. 
in third grade. I know, man. What do you what do you have? Like twenty black friends? You failed, bro. <laughs> you failed you failed college miserably. Like <laughs> married a black woman. They was like, We didn't do anything right at this college. Oh, this guy turned oh, out. Man. Yeah. Did we educate him or not? Doesn't sound like <laughs> it. <laughs> um man kev have you been watching any basketball at all a little bit it's funny because i got my uh, my daughter's fortunately yeah because because um my streak continues where the few games that i uh, i tuned into aside from the other day the lakers not only lose they get blown out right like throughout right. the season even throughout the early part of the playoffs. Um, but but in the process, my kid got into it. So now, you know, she's all set. So Nice. Yeah. Does she want to play or she's just into it? Uh, she's just into watching. Yeah, I even asked her if she wanted to go to a – they had some kind of a deal to, to – um, something through the school, like, you know, uh, the um, for the Sparks to play it, to go watch them play at uh, Crypto. And I was like, do you, you know, would you be interested in going or whatever? She's like, isn't it going to be on TV? I'm like, ask my girl. Ask my girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Have I, have I given you the, uh, the whole rundown about like never invite me to a game if you're sitting above the 200 level? <laughs> no. I'm, I feel like I've said it on the show before. Like I'm not bougie about very many things. If that uh-huh. is it, though, I refuse at any stadium across the nation. To sit above the two hundreds, what just what you can't see, or first of all, I can't see. Second of all, those are the unhappiest people on the planet. Third of all, like I'm not sitting up there with the tuberculars, this ridiculously mouth breathing people that sit next to the wall. Like, no, I'm not doing that <laughs> for like eighty bucks to watch a Laker game for eighty bucks, That's and I thing. can touch the wall. Like, yeah, shut man. up! I, my TV is way better than that. <laughs> it's exactly. crazy. The beer yeah. at my house is way cheaper. Like, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, that would be like, Mm-mm. like you know, back in the day, I could go to, you know, sit in the 13th row or whatever on the, you know, the company tickets or whatever and feel, feel yeah. special oh, yeah. and enjoy and be able to actually appreciate the, the um, you know, because when you sit somewhat close, you appreciate things about, especially if you don't watch all the time. It's like things about the, the players in the, in the, in the game that you don't catch at home you know what i mean yeah yeah um but uh that was a very short-lived period of my life so. <laughs> oh no i mean i yeah i was able for quite a, for a little while because of randy um to sit a lot closer before and it's it's like i can't imagine what football is like because basketball you'd be like god these are giant human beings totally, that's the thing that are like seven times faster than me yeah that it's, that's the one thing insane. yeah the people up in the cheap seats like if i wish sometimes that they would before they tweet and stuff they would think about whether they would do that if that gigantic human being was standing right in front of them they don't though they don't <laughs> they don't i um yeah i think it's weird and and i don't want to turn the show cuz we're gonna, we i feel kind of bad for what we're about to do on this show but do you i um a little a little. Um, Can you explain the process? <laughs> wow, I don't think I don't think it was a failure. Personally, you could either be out the playoffs and not in them. Shout out to Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. Or you could at least be competing. I don't know. I'd rather – I know that, that the idea is like, oh, man, we're not winning championships. But I'm like, man, it has. it super sucks to just not have a team in the playoffs at all. Like I can't imagine what it's like to be have been a Clipper fan for like 40 straight years. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, yo, so y'all like never go to – like you never, ever, ever have any hope of them winning. And then re- recently there's been some mild hope at best, but then – Yeah, I mean, you're also imagine, one of though. maybe three people that can explain something without it being silly. I Okay, can I – this is the thing, and and I know this to be true of you. So this is going to be kind of a – this is sort of a – we're going to be know, patting each other unfair. on the back here. Maybe, maybe <laughs> in my maybe in my opinion, others might not feel the same. I'm not the type of fan of anything that like feels like it's my duty to like bash a player. Like even if I don't like a player that much, I just can't. I can't go all it's like super hard on like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm watching kind of the back and forth banter between golden state and 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 you know lakers fans but i'm like god do y'all really that's a lot to me <laughs> is it a lot to you like do you see the banter and be like i think people th- might think that what i say is a lot and i'm like damn i'm not even saying nothing but i feel like a lot of the back and forth is a bit much you know what i'm saying you wrote something might have been was it yesterday it was probably the day before no, it might have been yesterday. But I've never I've never um experienced you doing uh that level of of of, of math um since I've known you. Oh the <laughs> Well you don't watch what's in the box because that's what I do on that show. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah you would like the, the, the meme, the lady with the, the numbers on the glass. Oh, or, yeah. oh. No every time okay. Every single time the Lakers are in it, the refs have somehow cheated. Dude, I've been going through this as a fan for like since like '84. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, the only time the league is accurate is when the Lakers aren't in the running. As soon as the Lakers have a chance, it's like the refs are cheating. It's like, <sighs> it's like really, and I have a stinking, very, 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 very deep suspicion that. People who say that feel like the last time the league was like legitimate was during the Larry Bird era. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or maybe the Jordan era, I (laughs) guess, which there might be something else at play. I feel like that. I feel like there's a lot. People got upset with me. A few people got upset with me because, and I, this was a, this is an internal argument amongst a couple, a couple people. I was like, look, dude, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm like real tired of like everything that black folks are good at got to become like a circus. You know what I'm saying? Like like golf was perfectly fine. Like nobody was like the, it wasn't like a circus and then Tiger Woods got good at it and now we talking about chitlins and like it's like come on man. <laughs> like can we just be like good at something and y'all leave? Tiger like you know always you know people get upset with me about my opinion of Tiger too though like yeah, I was mad at him for loving his mother, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, you know, we just don't talk about like we we talk about things differently when my, when black folks are involved. All of a sudden, it's got to become like a tabloid. 
where we ignore what's happening. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, we're not to ev- get into that. That's everything. That's yeah, everything. Like, Joe Biden gave a, a speech for a um, graduation speech for Howard, I believe. I mean, he it was it yeah. was at Howard. I think it was. I assume it was a graduation commence, commencement speech or something. I don't think mm-hmm. they just had him show up for like Thursday science class or whatever. Um, <laughs> but he's talking about the danger of of you know violent white supremacy as a leading mm-hmm. oh, yeah. cause of domestic uh, you know problems. Sure. <laughs> You know, to me, not the most controversial stance in the world. Not at all. Oh man, all those other the the Larry Bird era folks just got real angry. (laughs) (laughs) It's never been a problem until now, and now you say it's a problem. We've been around here for four hundred years, and white supremacy's never been a problem, and now it's the number one terrorist threat. It's like no, no. It's been it's it's been a solid top three for about as long as <laughs> you can remember. Yeah, yeah. You know. Y'all, yeah. <laughs> White supremacy is like Drake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pause, you turn pause, on the radio and you, pause for effect. <laughs> no, nah, like you you just casually turn on the radio and it's there, like Oh wow. Another mm. another another Drake song. Like, okay. Oh man, I had the weirdest experience today. I was I was uh I was just taking a little jog and uh this kid was was getting sort of set up to I think he was just going to be um just doing some just working out on his own for looked like a baseball player or something, but he had his little bluetooth mm-hmm. speaker. And um you know, I hear the Drake. You know it's Drake. You know, Drake not afraid to to drop an end bomb now every now and then, every <laughs> verse, every couple of lines. You know, and this is this is the young young white dude, and I halfway was like, I was laughing to myself at how funny it would be if I just flipped out on. What right? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I just can't. Anymore. I was like, like can, he's like, it's just Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the whole. That kept me so energized for the rest of the run because I was just <laughs> laughing at all this. Laughing. <laughs> Can I? It has to super suck. I mean, on a separate, a separate note, it has to super suck to be good at stuff now. I wouldn't know. Like. When, yeah, do I obviously. Like, I remember, like growing up in the eighties, and maybe it's because I was a kid. Like, when people were good at stuff, they were just good at it. Mm. I mean, you had some of the nonsense, like around the Prince era, like you know, like Satanist or whatever. Like, as soon as somebody became successful, like Satan put oh. them in. The, like, like, like nobody could actually play a guitar in real life. Like only Satan could teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but now, man, like being good at something is just like automatic failure. Like you automatically cheated. There's no way you like. You just it is. Imp- you were never good. Like everyone else is better, and you cheated. And and I, I'm just like, damn, Listen, yo, man, you make a good point. So lesson, <laughs> I mean, lesson to all you children listening out there. Just be mid. Just strive to be just mid. Just be average, yo. Like, be average. Uh, 
don't look like you're trying. Yeah. Like just just fail and then don't try to good. be on the cutting edge. Um, use slang that's at least two to three years old. Just you know, be very <laughs> mediocre if you can. It would suit you and and serve you well to be mediocre. I have a couple. More, <laughs> I, have, I have a couple more um, things to discuss before we move on to the episode. Okay. One shout out to Cal State University of Fullerton for having me speak on hip hop. Oh yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Studies class. Yeah, it was dope. It dope. was super dope. You will never, ever realize how old you are until you do that. Stuff I thought was super young, right? Like I'm like talking about Kendrick Lamar, and they're like, "What are the three most important songs in the last three years? Like the most important song from 20?" And I was like, "I don't even know a song." Golden Girls from the theme. Last three years. <laughs> I was like, um, but what I found interesting was in that experience. One, I had to, I had to like, I had to take a pause for a minute to just briefly reflect on the accomplishments, the things I was able to accomplish in my brief career. Like, like yo, this is pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? The other thing is just like understanding what is happening in an era when you're discussing it Hmm. like i'm telling them where hip-hop came from and whatever but like what was important was like discussing the climate that hip-hop developed in and then discussing the eras as i'm answering some of the questions like they you know they kind of got into like so how do you feel about rappers of today and and i'm like no i don't really have a problem with rappers of today i'm just like you've got to remember like i grew up I spent my teenage years in a time where, like, everything was, like, about loving yourself and caring for yourself and being, like, black power was a big thing. We were wearing African medallions, you know, and now, like, a rapper gets shot every two weeks. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, this is different. You know what I mean? Um, but I'll ask you the same question they asked me. This will be the sort of the opening question. Okay. And I thought that this was an interesting question. What do you think that this era's mark on hip-hop will be? Mm. I don't know. Um, I don't know that I could answer that question for our golden era. You know? Oh, I could. Um... Yeah, because you can, you know, being the first is only good once, right? So then, sure. how, you know, how are you changing the music? I, I think there's a, I mean, you know, there's something to be said for continuing to push the, the, the art form to a larger audience, which whether they thought about it, whether they want to take credit for it or not, you know, guys like Drake, guys like Kendrick, um, you know, have continued to do that. And there are plenty of artists before them that, that continued to do that, right? Um, and, you know, because, but but I don't know, there's plenty of stuff that I'm not a huge fan of, but like, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think there's, there's, I hesitate to say, it feels like there's more diversity in the music. And I mean by, by sure. like, like, you know, someone like being sound. called, 
yeah, you know, sonically and stylistically and stuff. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm also just like, I'm not listening to everything. So I don't know if I have a frame of reference to be able to talk like that. It's just like when I hear Melly Mel, you know, who I read, you know, you read the headlines and then you either you have a reaction to it. Like when Melly Mel said whatever he said about the, the top 50 list or whatever that was. I think it was a Rolling, was it a Rolling Stone list or yeah, yeah. something that I didn't Maybe care about Stone, yeah. in any kind of way. Um but the comments about what he said were worse than the things that he said and the way that he said and the way he explained it. Sure. So when yeah, when I heard him lost. explain it, which is all he did, it wasn't like he had to re-explain it or come back and, you know, um, you know, uh, dial anything back. I, I was like, all right, that makes sense. Plus, you know, you can say whatever you want. Um, sure. But I don't want to be the, you know, you definitely don't want to... Um, be thinking like like i you know i don't want to keep hearing the same thing over and over again you know right you know or hearing new people doing the same stuff over and over again it's like well you know what who went through this not maybe 20 years ago was country music and i'm not a huge country fan but i mean they it still doesn't mean there can't be someone who's doing like whatever you want to call keeping it real (laughs) keeping it real in country yeah, I, I actually blame late 90s hip-hop for the kind of loss of um, – I mean, I still – people, you know, again, were kind of like hip-hop's not ruined. And I'm like, mm, no, hip-hop's ruined. We're just like chilling. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think the trajectory I, – what I said was the trajectory of hip-hop was ruined. I, people disagree with me, but it really is ruined, and I don't really care which about shot disagreement. Again, we were in it. We went from self love, you know, blah 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 blah, to to literally shooting each other every ten seconds. Like, um, yeah, that was existed, but at least there were options, popular options, popularized mainstream options for a different type of voice. The negative, I think, the bad thing our era brought in was like ultimately we downplayed options. Like things had to sound a certain way. Now, I don't know about we, but kind of we, right? Underground hip hop had to sound like this after a while and da da da, right? But I actually credit our generation for changing the what the what it meant to be a patron of a club. Mm. Think about it. Prior to our era, and even during some of our era, like basically every club in Hollywood was suit and tie or, you know, Right, no tennis shoes, no da da da. Mm-hmm. After I thought, I think that our era, like, basically, took that out of out of the equation. Mm. Is that not a thing it, anymore? It, like, can you get into clubs with sneakers on and stuff now? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, like popular clubs. Like, mm. I'm sure there are still some suit and tie affairs, right? But like the Century Club is like, like that's not really as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. People don't really dress up like that to go to clubs. I've, I've even heard Vegas is different now. Oh, okay. And Vegas was where yeah. it was like way, like you oh, basically yeah. had to be, yeah. you know, in a damn tux. Yeah. I mean, um, just so much. As, as, you know, things always change. Um, the one thing that I feel is that, and again, I'm going to know our era better than any other era. It's just the way it is. 
But as we were doing this music, part of the music, you know, creating the music was sampling and, and sampling or just being inspired by older music, but especially with sampling. It was just this acute mm-hmm. experience of bringing into our music music that came before us. So there was this reach back into not just the inspirations, but where did this come from, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, you know, I see how that kind of jazz was like underground, so-called underground hip-hop, as opposed to radio hip-hop, radio rap. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there were these different movements within that uh, evolution of that genre of music. You know, like country, same thing, right? But I don't know how much I hear of people reaching back, the current artists reaching back to what came before them. And I'm not talking about like, you know, your big artists, like your Beyonce and Drake just went through the whole, you know, paying homage yeah, to house. house music and so yeah. forth, right? Uh, which is a great look. Um, but just generally speaking, I feel like we were all kind of like in this boat of like, there's a thread, you know, that connects that stuff before hip hop to what we were doing. And that's why I think some, especially people our age who are deeply in hip, in hip hop might feel a certain kind of way because the current hip hop doesn't feel like, you know, when they reach back for some old hip hop, it's like something that we did not like to begin with. They're remaking it or whatever. It's like, okay. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny. The legacy I said that they would, uh, that this era would put on is ownership. Like absolutely. Now, you know, oh, that's a great answer. Ownership yeah. is 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 probably going to be, you know, widely, uh, vastly different. So, um, all right, we got a we got we got a show to get to. So thank y'all for tuning in. Let's let's go ahead, Kev. Let's jump to the other side, man. You ready? Let's do it. Yep. Let's go. Rap sucks. Radio. Blah 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Track Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. I love Philly. Oh, my God, yo. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you would like to catch us on television, go to BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. You can go to btsn.tv or download the app or channel on your Roku or your fa- uh, Amazon Fire devices. Click on that app or channel. We are there with plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. Uh, and yeah, man. Let's keep it moving. Catch us on uh, Rap 6 Radio at Instagram and RSR Podcast on Facebook. And uh, before we start, I want to let it be known that you know, we've kind of traded off who puts together the list of topics that we discuss, and I've been taking that on. and And I want it to be known that today, I think you looked at this list of topics and you said, "Hey, I'll I'll do these uh, the rundown from now on." <laughs> no, not at all. I was just like, I, I'm ready to start a fire. I just I just feel bad because they 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 just took such a big they took two huge city L's in sports and now we yeah. want to keep handing them the L's but I'm fine with it you know what I'm saying yeah you know let's and go gonna, and we so are going to throw we're going to throw a friend under the bus I think as well yeah we, it's going to be I mean, couched as a shout out but it's going to be 
It's going to be a little blame. It's going to be a little blame. <laughs> we might have found this article anyway, but yes. <laughs> Shout out. So episode title is this one's for Uncle Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, topic number one. <laughs> topic number one. Dollar dogs in this mother in the motherfucking house. Dollar dogs in the motherfucking house. <laughs> Fans hurl Franks. <laughs> at wild Phillies dollar dog night. <sighs> Inquirer.com is the, the source. Yeah. And Jeff the Boston fan. That's right. Jeff, whose name is Jeff. Pew, 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 pew. Uncle Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um and the players involved are the glizzy the glizzy gladiators. Yo. <laughs> Philly is either the best or worst <laughs> fan base in history. I don't know. Like I honestly do not know. <laughs> I'm never sure. This is either the greatest thing that's ever happened or yeah. one of the worst. Let, let, I'm let, not let, sure. Let's let's get something very very clear right now. There are there are uh, many many countless destinations on the internet where Philly gets a bad rap for whatever reason. <laughs> this right here, Rap Sucks Radio, is not one of those places. We love to some Philly. degree. We love. <laughs> I don't know if Philly's gonna. This, I don't know if Philly's gonna agree or disagree with this. But <laughs> all right, look. Uh, a special dollar dog night at Citizens Bank Park broke into a food fight to the delight of forty three thousand in attendance and countless fans of Philadelphia keeping score at home. Food fight! Yells one fan as Frankfurters wrapped in silver foil spiral through the air. From one row to the next. The action broke out in section 112 near the, the players uh, dwell. Right foul line. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Where the players <laughs> dwell. Several dogs could, uh, could later be seen raining down from the upper sections. Uh, there were several people who, who were ejected from our game on Tuesday as a result of their unruly behavior, a behavior which the Phillies do not condone. A spokesperson said, unfortunately, a small minority of people involved in this situation put our regular fan base in a negative light. The Phillies had a rough night of their own losing to Miami that night. This is a while ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Dollar Dog Night returned uh, last week on May 9th without incident, I believe. So, mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kev, this is the greatest or worst. I don't know. The, it's amazing to me. They're the best. I would love for this to happen at Dodger Stadium. You know, there, was, there was no mention of them throwing the the the, the hot dogs at uh, you know opposing the opposing team's fans. No, they were just throwing them at each other. Yeah, and evidently, whatever. nice tight spirals. <laughs> right? Hey, look, Philly has had it rough. This, this. <laughs> but have they, though? Okay, have they? <laughs> like, this is great. I'm sorry, but I'm, I've, I, I like this. This would never happen in L.A. We just start shooting each other. Like, it's not like, like one <laughs> hot dog would fly, another hot dog would fly, and then guns would go off, right? Yeah. But... Especially like in in the upper sections of Dodger Stadium, it's like, yo, <laughs> this is this is terrifying for multiple reasons. But also, aren't Dodger dogs like like eighteen dollars a pop, bruh? <laughs> you literally might be throwing your your child's future away. Yeah, like yo, no scholarship. We threw away two hot dogs. Hey man, no, I was, they had, no, you know, they had dollar dog, not night. scholarship, but that's a uh, 
That's that's the uh, that's the the Joe Biden economy they wanted there in Philly. <laughs> Philly, oh for God! And it, shout out to Jeff the Boston fan for that. And it's funny, man, because you know Boston just be Philly. And I'm I'm watching a game with my dad, uh-huh. right? And uh, I got I knew the score. I got to my parents' house for for Mother's Day, right? And um. My dad had just started the game. The game was pretty much over. Okay. But my dad was like in the second quarter. And he's like, if you know what happened, don't tell me. And I'm like, oh, boy. Don't worry. You'll know soon. Because <laughs> you're going to get to halftime. And then this is about to be a riggedy rap. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Jason Tatum just gets to going off. And I'm like, oh, my God, yo. When you beat Philly, you break like multiple states' hearts. Like New Jersey got to take the L. <laughs> like, like Philly got to take the L. Like, now, is it worse when it's Boston? And it's so much worse for them when it's Boston. Like for us, I mean, I don't know. We would have lost if we'd have lost to Golden State. It'd have been like ew. Like I guess Lakers can't really lose to the, like the Clippers, but it'd have been like eh, all right. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. That had to hurt so much. Anyway, Jeff is the one who gave us the article, so blame him. Um, yeah, Jeff's fault. Topic number two, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got rhymes like dimes. Hey, hey. I move rhymes like weight. <laughs> this had to be heavy. Truck thieves somehow take off with Kev. $100,000 worth of dimes. Mm, that's a lot of hot dog money. <laughs> that is a lot. A lot of hot dog money. That's for real. MercuryNews.com reports this. Players involved at Philly Boasters. Take that's the right. dishes out your kitchen. <laughs> is that not? Tell me that's not one of the greatest rap lines of all. <laughs> of all time. He didn't even say to China like, like the good dishes. <laughs> He was like, I'm just taking the dishes. Like, what if I have, like, you know how you, if you got, like, a plastic dish, the slices are in it, and if you have spaghetti, there's, like, still spaghetti stain. What if he's just stealing those? Like, he's just willing to steal the dish, snatch the dishes out your kitchen, yo. I miss the era. You know that glass that every parent still has that sort Mm -hmm. of looks like it's diamond shaped on the out? He's stealing that. Out yeah. of your house. Yeah. Hey, man. Freeway doesn't care about you. Not, not even a little bit. And why do we all have that glass? Anyway, at least every black family I know. Like, I don't know, I don't know if every other family I know has it, but every black family I've ever been in a, if I've been in a parent's house, they got this glass that has, like, the dec- decorative diamond-looking shapes on the outside. Anyway. You know who doesn't, I, you know who doesn't have those glasses? Oh. Freeway's uh, friends. <laughs> or enemies. <laughs> or enemies. Freeway's enemies. <laughs> Freeway got all them glasses, yo. Yeah. It's a house full of, of fine china or, or mid china and dollar hot dogs. Dude. <laughs> they were throwing hot dogs at each other. <laughs> Why did this fool say? Wild out, fuck niggas up, laugh about it. 
I'm not trying to visit the morgue with free wake until I visit the Lord. Until I get my shit together, clean up my sins. Free way, get it in, lights in through the morning. And I can give it to you, like, come on. Oh, my God, yo. Wild out fuck niggas up, laugh about it. <laughs> like, oh, man, Freeway was so brilliant on that record. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'm sorry, I'm way off topic. All right, Thieves may have not been counting on finding, finding a mountain of change when they broke into a truck filled with seventy or $750,000 in dimes. Word. But they still made off with a chunk of the cargo and left coins scattered around the Philadelphia parking lot. Authorities say that the thieves apparently fled with at least $100,000 in dimes. It's yet known how they carted off the the mountain the mounds of dimes. Uh, it's not clear how many people may have been involved if the, in the theft, or if they knew what the truck contained to begin with. Kev, responding police officers found hundreds of dimes scattered all over the parking lot, and authorities were still trying to determine how much money was stolen. No arrests have been made. That's right. Go ahead, Kev. Clean getaway, baby. Strictly for live men. Not for freshmen. Not for freshmen. Not at all. Mm-mm. That's what's up, man. Speaking of math, some uh, nerd on Twitter used ChatGPT to figure out that $100,000 in dimes weighs about 7,500 pounds. 7,500 pounds, okay? <clears throat> That's a lot. That's um, a lot. And since I, as as uh, one half of this podcast family, uh, don't like leaving loose ends, and since I'm you know pretty sure that... All my Philly friends especially want to know, 100,000 hot dogs weighs approximately 24,500 pounds, which equates to the same weight as a, about 12 Rocky statues. <laughs> if you, if you need, it, you can rewind or we'll put the, that information in the show notes. Just so you can go through uh, that. Can I, I'm going to just say stay woke. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's the best response to all of that. Stay woke, yo. <laughs> The Rocky statues. I'm like, yo, Philly, this is why this is happening to you. Yeah. That and and Tanya making sure Omega sends me videos of like Nelly stuff. <laughs> Tanya, this, this this whole episode is for you, actually. <laughs> yo. Can we pause? <laughs> And like reevaluate the fact that they stole seventy five hundred pounds <laughs> worth of currency, yo. Like, yo, that's <laughs> yo. It's. I guess that's how they do things there, man. I mean, it's, it's, wow, yo. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like this is like the most uninteresting part of any podcast, like us just marveling over the weight of of the dime. But yo, no, this is this is a dead serious right now. <laughs> the interest level is at an all time high. <laughs> it really is because how did how how sway and got away with it? Yeah, like just bounce with it, like whatever. We out. Yeah, left a tip for the cops. 
you know. Yeah, left it. A couple grand in dimes on the floor. <laughs> that's seven hundred fifty thousand worth, man. They they left they left a gang of money for people. Like, yo, just we just took. Yeah. They were actually hood. nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Maybe I'll leave some for everybody else. Exactly. What if it was like two people? <laughs> Like, why? Why is it that every time, every time I think about lifting something heavy, all I picture is my dad and I trying to do that and yelling at each other while we're doing it. <laughs> yelling at each other, I just screaming day, at each other. Man, listen, I'm, I'm, I could see fifty like the horizon, like it ain't even on the horizon no more. Like it's like an underpass. <laughs> Like I was like passing this track to see 50 very clearly right now. And to this day, I don't want to help my dad move nothing. Cause I'm like, I, then I got to feel like I'm five and like, 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 yo, I'm an adult, man. You can't be talking to me like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold up, yo. What are we no. doing right now? Come on. No, man. no, pivot, pivot. Bad. Around what, dad? <laughs> Uh, yo, 7,500 pounds. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Tripping. Okay. Oh, Here we go. Topic number three, yo. That's right. The question we should ask ourselves mm-hmm. isn't when, but rather why. <laughs> Reason. Will's in motion for next Philly naked bike ride in August. Again, the question we should ask ourselves isn't when, but rather why. That's right. Why is there a naked bike ride (laughs) at all? Uh, (laughs) USnews.com reports this. Players involved are no pants Armstrong. Go ahead, Kev. Go ahead, man. You know what you you We'd have done so much better if you were the rapper and I was the producer. Hey man, I Way came better. to play today. You know. <clears throat> Can't take anything away from you. You're playing a great game. <laughs> I tried, yo. Listen, the next Philly Naked Bike Ride is coming in August. Who Okay, whatever. <laughs> Organizers of the annual jaunt to promote fuel conservation and positive body image said Wednesday that they are holding the August 26th uh, starting location and route under wraps and will disclose them the day before. Previous rides have zipped past sites including Independence <laughs> Hall, the U.S. Mint. That's where those dimes were going. That's right. Or coming from. The Liberty Bell, including the crack. Crack, right? And the Philadelphia Museum of Art, where Sylvester Stallone sprinted up the steps in Mm -hmm. Rocky. Ugh. The 2020 ride was called off because of the coronavirus pandemic. Fair enough. Uh, The 10 mile Philadelphia ride related to the world naked bike ride movement. I mean, okay. Draws about 3,000 bikers in the buff. Organizers say they hope it encourages people to bike more and to embrace nudity as normal and enjoyable as a normal and enjoyable part of life. Dude, no. No. How about no? Go ahead, Kevin. You know what? I'm done. Like, no. Oh, man. Okay, like, 
okay. I think I find Berkeley. I, think I, I get this, but okay. Philly, no. Why? Well, I don't. I don't know about anywhere. I mean, body positivity, absolutely, all for it. Uh, staying healthy, all for it. Uh, nudity, if that's what you choose, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But on a bike. I've, right? I've taken a, a ride on a bike that maybe maybe three miles. Maybe uh-huh. from the mint to, to the, the, the rocky statue. And I've I could feel that for the next two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's that seat be seating, boy. That's the thing. That so seat what is yeah, no joke. and I but I think I realize why there's still a rocky statue. It's because all the all the other world class athletes in Philly are just naked. Can't. <laughs> a naked Joe Frazier statue. <laughs> this is like, every time you mention that, every time, every single time you mention the Rocky statue, Fizz got to be like, there's a Joe Frazier statue. I'm like, which one's more popular? And then I don't get no response. So, yeah. <laughs> but Joe Frazier has a statue. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one matters more? Yeah. Be quiet now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <sighs> Philly you know, has I, to be so sick of people running up those steps. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, Runyon Canyon over here mm-hmm. is where you go to step on dog poop. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Philly, that, take note from people in L.A. Just let dogs shit everywhere. <laughs> then people won't want <laughs> to do it no more. Oh, man. That's what, that's what Runyon is. It's just basically where dogs. This. I see people uh, post pictures there, and I'm just like, I don't want to. I'm like, if I know you're there, I'll stay here. <laughs> I, it's funny. I used to uh, walk Runyon like every day when my job was like, my job was right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Like I could just bend the corner and go straight to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool real quick. But I, people like talk about it like it's a thing. Like, you really finna go hiking. I'm like, bro, yeah. this thing is like th- a three-minute walk. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, you know. And then take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you take Runyon Canyon, if you take uh, this naked bike ride or the Rocky statue, you know where I'd rather be? Where? Dollar Dog Night. Hands down. Dollar Dog Night. Dollar Matter of fact, are you we sure? forgot to we forgot to mention the next Dollar Dog Night uh, is uh, oh it already passed May 9th, huh? I May was gonna 9th, say yeah. I was gonna say book your flight <coughs> in accommodations now, but um, nope, yeah. nope, you missed it. Yeah, I think it's only right for us, Kev, to end the show mm-hmm. uh, with an LA shout out. I I I submit that this is uh the the Philly harmonic. I think it all fits together. Fair enough. Oh, um, topic number four is titled "The Feel Harmonic." <laughs> Good job. Reason an orgasm at the LA Philharmonic. <laughs> Concert. 
<laughs> Witnesses offer conflicting accounts. All right, latimes.com reports this. Uh, players involved kept supporters of the arts. Excellent. That's right. Excellent. <laughs> Here's a quote for you guys to set it off. Everyone kind of turned to see what was happening. <laughs> Grant, who was seated near the person who allegedly made the noise, told the Times on Sunday in a phone interview, I saw the girl after it had happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her like in an effort to not shame her. Hmm. Grant, who works for the jewelry company that lives in Los Angeles, or I'm sorry, that lives in Los, Los Feliz. You know, you know what Grant said about it, Kev? What's that? Grant said it was quite beautiful. I, I agree. Multiple people who attend the uh, LA Phil concert on Friday attended the LA Phil concert on Friday reported hearing a woman making a moaning noise during the symphony's second movement <laughs> round two as many would say <laughs> one attendee composer and music producer Magnus Fiennes that is such a composer and producer name it is described the sound on Twitter as that of a person having a loud and full body orgasm However, people in attendance said that the musicians played through the disturbance without stopping. Silver Lake resident and music agent Lucas Burton, that is a music agent name, by the way. Music agent, that's right. Said the sound from the audience member was wonderfully timed to a romantic swell in the symphony. These are very poetic. It's in, in all the quotes... Uh, I think just about every one of the quotes was was guys. I was most impressed with how many men actually know what a female orgasm sounds like. <laughs> you are ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Yeah. I I'm just slightly imagining this happening at a hip hop concert and the different way it would be reported. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be all over the place. It would be something like Danny Brown did like it would be all ridiculous. <laughs> like at a, to, your point, to your point earlier. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. At the Philharmonic, it's a beautiful and wonderful noise. At yeah. at the Kanye West show, it's... <laughs> 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 it was a beautiful and wonder, uh, wonderful noise. Not quite my tempo, but uh, <laughs> but it was beautiful. <laughs> that is a woman who loves some symphonies, boy. <laughs> I mean, God, dog. I think that's an understatement, right? Well, yes. Like I ain't never been bumping no CD and been like, oh, oh, like it ain't. It's like, just, <laughs> what, it's what like, if this happened at Dollar Dog Night? <laughs> oh my god, it probably did. <laughs> Give me a half dozen. <laughs> oh man, congratulations, LA Phil. You did it, man. You did what all musicians want to do. <laughs> You changed, Phil. Climax at the climax. (laughs) Word. That's a heartwarming story to end on, man. 
Yeah, just to end on it. Wow. A joyful noise. Can you imagine like any other any other type of music if that happens, it's like a horrible conversation. Huh. Like if that happens in like a mosh pit, like we're not we're talking about this completely differently. And 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 I don't want to uh, paint with a broad brush here, but if you and I happen to be there with with our families and we were sitting right in front of this lady, chances are we might be dozing off a little bit. Can you imagine that waking you up? <laughs> Yo, and the and the the like attempt at a curious reaction. As oh, I would stand like, up and turn around. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Was that <clears throat> a sneeze? <laughs> it came. <laughs> All right, anyway. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. This has been Rap Six Radio. I have been your homeboy, Trek Life, and that is your fam, Kev Sakota. <laughs> you don't even know what to say. This is, a, this is a, just a. You know what I said? The last segment was a, a, a heartwarming story. In honesty, uh, let's be honest. The whole episode, the whole episode was a heartwarming was story. Heartwarming. Yeah. yeah, everything was great. Absolutely filled with brotherly Listen, it's love. Only a, right, only a city that's lost like that's lost in the Super Bowl, just lost in a, and also lost it. This is that's all it is. It's not like it's a big deal, right? You just they just took they got to the point where the L's mattered the most and then took them. That's the key. Yeah. Next week, right. Boston. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um Catch us on Rap Sucks Radio on Instagram and also RSR Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we will check y'all next time on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. We out, y'all.